0: sit right on the baseline
1: the big fella from New Zealand
0: when we cut him off
1: baseline he started walking in air
0: welcome on it's the baseline podcast uh, just another special guest today all my guests are special but uh, today we have Ethan Rusbatch uh, Bayhawks Wang, uh, and Blacks player how are you going today Ethan
1: good brother thanks for having me
0: that's all right, mate. It's been um been a little wild trying to um to change it up between the US guests and New Zealand guests, but um happy to have you on. And a rip right in. Um, first question I always ask is, uh, tell me about your basketball journey and when it began.
1: My journey far out. It, it kind of goes a uh, as as far back as I can remember. Um, <laughs> my mum she played when she was she was younger, but um I guess having her. Like basketball, it kind of carried over into the the next point, which was um, my uncle Kenny Perkins, who was married to my mum's twin sister. Um, he came over as an import and played many years in in the New Zealand League and played for Canterbury for for a good few years as well. Um, so he was kind of a, a a role model for me growing up. Um, he he lived in Twizel with us, and we grew up in Twizel. So um, I was I've been around him since since I was. As young as I can remember, and then we all kind of uh, they moved to Wellington, and he played for the Saints, and we've just been watching him um, as we as we were growing up. So um, it's always been one of those things that that's been right there in front of our eyes, and it was always cool having someone like that as a as a role model. Um, so I would have started with him, and then as we moved around New Zealand, we moved to a few places, lived in Wellington for about three years, and I did the hoop club uh, program with Kenny McFadden and a, and a few of those other Wellington boys, Dion Brewster um joseph webb was there um and there was kiki uh there's a there's a few other guys that were all involved in that um so that was pretty cool and then from there moved to moved to christchurch and then i've been well pretty much was in christchurch ever since then and played all my age group stuff in, in christchurch and represented few new zealand teams on the way went to cashmere high school for the whole time staying in school um and then from there, I had a, just under a year off, I think. And then from there, I went, went over to the States for a year, did junior college there and came back. Was supposed to go back and do another year at JUCO. But that didn't work out for various reasons. Um, and then I think it was one preseason, one preseason year, we played Southland Sharks when it was Richard Dickel coached and Kevin Brazzo was there, Craig Bradshaw was last year, I want to say um and they had a preseason season they oh they wanted some preseason games and they came to Christchurch and they versed my Canterbury under 20 under 21s or something I can't remember the age group it was but um they played us with a few other older guys in our team as well and I had a pretty good game against them and then KB was trying to convince me to to join them in Southland they had a bunch of injuries and then long story short I ended up there and that was I think I was there for a month and a half or something like that and um Ever since then, I think 2013 was my first year, full year playing in the, the New Zealand League and that was for Taranaki because Christchurch didn't have a team. And then uh, following year I was in uh, Canterbury for four years and then moved on out of there and then came to the Bay and this would have been my fourth year if COVID wasn't here, but um, third year now, so... And amongst there, obviously, there's been some uh, other features with Tour Blacks. Uh, I think 2016 was my debut for Tour Blacks, and had a few breakers stints with development spots and injury replacements called up to a roster, and had a pretty interesting one with with all my um, my basketball stories and, and my journey. So it's been pretty fun.
0: That's cool, man. Yeah, they are. Um, you've had a bit of a, a journey that you know some of the boys have you know, played for, you know, one team for for a long time, but you've sort of changed it up and. Had some interesting experiences, which has, you know, obviously helped you grow in that as well. How, who have been some of the biggest influences on your career today?
1: Far out. It's it's hard to pinpoint one or two or whatever it might be, but um, I guess each level has its has its own little person that I can kind of credit in a sense. Um, obviously, I had high school my high school coaches that that kind of and on that standpoint made sure that I was good in school as well as just basketball. So, um, you know, that, I think that's an important thing, um, to get your, your academics right. Unless of course you're like what LaMelo Ball said and said, he doesn't need an education cause he's planning on being professional. Then sure. If you can do that, then do that. Um, yeah. and then I've had my, uh, my Canterbury rep stuff. I've, uh, Dave Langrell was a, was a pretty smart player to, to learn things off. Yeah. Um, I had Paulie from, uh, multiple amount of years who was another another good one and then alongside him you get the likes of PC, you get uh Mika and all these other players that are coach level standard smart guy. These guys are friggin' smart basketball players and um Judd, Fitchy, um and ex players like Polder's been involved with our tall black stuff, Lindsay. Um the 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 list goes on in in and in in the standpoint of that tall black scene. Um so I'm my bad if I miss any names, there's, there's plenty in there um and then i've had the all kinds of different like zico if anyone that knows zico is he's a he's, the he's man. a genius so yeah um yeah it's like I like i said i can't credit it all to one i've, I've taken learnings off every single one that i've been and uh, been around and um you know stored that stuff in my in my brain and try to remember all that valuable stuff that i get told along the way so um yeah i can't put it to one person but yeah there's a lot of them
0: yeah, that's good, man. And yeah, any kids listening in, there's a good lesson. Like, you might have four, six, eight coaches, you know, over high school and then college and then when you're trying to play pro. But if you can take little lessons from everyone, then um, you're going to get some dimes from these guys,
1: right? Mm, for sure. Yeah, for like, sure. It's, it's like coaches, like even Zico now, he still, you know, he watches all these uh, these other teams and, and takes stuff that he likes that suits certain players and certain lineups that he has. Um, and that's just using Zico as it, from that 2019 season we had as an example. So um, I know a various amount of coaches that do the same thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's just always trying to learn and grow, right? Yeah, one hundred. This season, uh, you're part of a Hawks team that returns after not being part of the of the showdown. Um, and obviously, the team has been a little bit um, later to getting the whole team together. How's things been coming back without? The, the franchise itself being part of the showdown and now you guys have got a few wins under your belt as well.
1: I think it was, it was pretty smooth. Um, Me personally, I know, I think there was only a couple guys I hadn't really played with outside of, outside of imports. Um, so it was a pretty smooth transition. Hiram and Darone, I'm the two of my best mates. So that like transitioning from not playing in that, in that showdown to coming back and, and gelling all together in a short amount of time was easy. And then we did a good job of recruiting a, bunch of similar guys that all fit in well and are just as big a clowns as we are and <laughs> uh, and know when to lock in when it's time to lock in. Um so I think, you know, the big the biggest challenge is just just fitting all these guys in. I mean it's it's one thing that I've said it a couple of times that in the previous years we've had with the Hawks is we haven't had um a whole heap of depth and now oh. we've got a, a serious amount of depth that uh, down to our last guy can play high minutes. So I think that's our biggest uh not not problem. It's not a problem for us. It's just uh, just trying to figure out how it all works and uh, figure out minutes with everyone and and lineups and um, who who works better with others and and all of that. So it's a it's a good problem to have in a sense. Um, but other than that, I think the transition has has been pretty smooth. Yeah,
0: that's good. How's the um how's the season been for you personally? Obviously, you had you had some issues with your foot. Um, and then last year it was all fucked up in terms of like COVID and all that. How's things been for you now? You've been back on court.
1: Yeah, it it's it's been fun. Um, obviously like you said, I had that foot problem, so COVID for me was a bit of a blessing in disguise. I thought, um, twenty twenty when I did come to Hawke's Bay for the two weeks building up for pre season, I thought I thought if I oh, if I take a few weeks off I'll be sweet. But it turns out pretty much the whole of COVID I was rehabbing and trying to strengthen it up and had a couple uh plasma injections in my foot, so I did a whole whole bunch more than I thought I was gonna need to do. But um, yeah, as soon as, as soon as twenty twenty one rolled around I knew my body was pretty close to 100. Um, just had a few niggles early on in the season, but um, I feel good otherwise. I'm, you know, shooter's going to shoot, so I'm not not worried in the standpoint of if I'm sh- making shots or missing shots. Um, it's a, just a matter of just getting everyone on the same page in our team and, and get everything rocking out and just having fun with it, really. We've just had a few few games that we've just eased off and, and um, not been locked in enough. So, um, personally, I, I'm, I'm fine. I'm just ready to play and I'm excited to play. Um, but outside of that, it's just just helping everyone get on the same page and and ball out the best we can.
0: Yeah, awesome. That's cool, man. You've um you've been vegan now for a while. Um, we've seen a guy like Chris Paul. He's a player I'm a big fan of because of his mentality. But he went vegan a little while ago, and um, Dwayne Wade actually talked about it on a podcast. And since Chris Paul went vegan, he only missed something like one or two games. And here's a guy, you know, thirty five, thirty six years old who. Um, you know, missing lots of games previously. You're seeing lots of um, sports people, you know, go vegan now and and decide to make that investment in their body. Can you talk a bit about that and and how it's helped you?
1: Yeah, I think Chris Paul, uh, he must have seen that I went vegan and probably copied me. (laughs) That's probably what happened with that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, so the story behind my choice of going vegan was... um, no knock on China. We'd been to China a few times for tour black trips. And uh, whenever we go over there, it's just a little bit questionable with some of the stuff we eat. So <laughs> we, we kind of narrowed it down and had a pretty slim diet in terms of uh, the things we chose to, to eat. Um, I'm sure there was a, a lot of it was fine and, and all of that, but we had a few stomach bugs go around. And I, I was just one of those ones along with a few others in the team that played it a bit safe and we just ate pretty bland. So um, when, I, when I would come home, I would go a, a full week just strict vegan and, and just super clean and flush my body out and yeah. clean it all up and then I did that a few times and then at the end of those weeks I'd be like man I feel pretty good I don't know why I just don't keep trying to do something similar to it so at first I went pescatarian so that was just fish yeah. so I was still eating fish but now obviously you know you could go on another big story of that uh, what's that thing on Netflix that
0: <laughs> oh jeez yeah, yeah I don't know what it
1: is <laughs> yeah oh shit that's a- um yeah that that fish thing so uh once i I think i did that for a year and a half two years and then um i was like oh yeah this is pretty easy i'll try go vego so then i went vegetarian for another year and a bit and then i I wasn't really having much theory uh when i was vegetarian anyway i think the biggest thing that i still had was eggs i'd have five six seven eight eggs a day um so that was the i was i'll try go vegan try go vegan for a little bit and the hardest thing easily was eggs just it's more the convenience of them not the the taste or or what you get from them that was just you know if I'm hungry you can just whip up some eggs real quick so that was that was the hardest, hardest thing in terms of that but now I think I'm a year almost a year and a half and anyone that knows me they always I wake up in the morning and I got I'm high energy and always bouncing off the walls and, and people always wonder what it is and I don't know if it does come down to veganism I I, I just know I feel good eating the way yeah. I eat, I don't try to push it on anyone uh, or anything like that, but I've talked yeah. to people that have tried it before and they say that they have no energy and then I've, I've talked to other people and they say that they, they feel amazing, so um, I don't know what it comes down to, if it's a personal thing or if it's a mindset thing, if they want to buy in or not, but me personally, I feel I feel pretty good um, and I think it has played a part in a, a lot of my recovery over the over the years or over the, the last two years I'd say of changing from uh, cutting meat out of my diet but um, but yeah, I'm a fan of it. I don't, I don't know when I'll stop. I might eat meat again one day, pause, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, it's awesome, man. And I, I think I think that um, so I did it myself for about a year, and um, in the end, I just got too bloody lazy and I gave it up. But I sort of wish that I hadn't. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I wish that people would would try things before they knock them. Um, especially when you look at you know everybody's body's different, and we see with sports people certain people have, you know, inflammation around their joints or whatever it is. If you if you give something a try and, and it and it works, then I don't see why you wouldn't give it a go. But in this day and age where we're seeing, you know, players having to play more games, um, you know, we're seeing a lot more processed food and, and it's 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 more difficult in a in a lot of ways for um for people in terms of wear and tear on their body. I think trying things, even if it be vegetarian, vegan, has got to be good. Um, to try and extend your career right
1: for sure I mean the I mean the worst thing that's going to happen is you don't like it and then you go back to eating the way that you, you were before um, but it's like you said there's so many elite level athletes that do it now um, I just put myself in that bracket of elite level athletes <laughs> 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 um, but yeah I, yeah it's one of those people say it's generally the ones that go at they go at it pretty hard are the ones that have never gone near it and they have a few no, steaks but... a week and you know all about that so i mean no no knocking i'm not knocking them on, the, on their diets but yeah. you know as soon as as soon as someone brings up vegan they're like oh yuck or oh, whatever it's not you can't do that that's when i'm like yeah okay shut up
0: <laughs> and the, the the what always used to get me was i would have my like uh vegetarian or vegan sausages and people would be like what are those things made of and they would have the dirtiest two or three dollar pack of fucking sizzlers or something like that. I was like, "But those don't even have any meat in them."
1: Yeah, for sure. Like, it's the trash. Yeah, and especially now. I mean, not just not just now this year, but over the last, I don't know, three, four, five years. The places you go now, you can go to a, a, an Irish pub and get a vegan option these days. Like, there's so many, so many places. Any cafe you go to these days, they've got at least one or two. Uh, vegan options on there. I've taken a few people to uh, all my places that I go to around around New Zealand, but I took Hiram to a place called Greater Goods in Christchurch when we were playing in Christchurch there, and he was like, "Bro, that's crazy!" Like how good it was. And then he came back to Napier, went to Burger Fuel, got the vegan one there, and he was like, nah, it's not the same, bro." I was, like, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, if you know what you're if you know what you're doing, then it can be it can be elite." So shout out Greater Goods. It's, yeah, high yeah, level food.
0: Yeah, that's good, man. It's good that um it's good to to also even even if people were just to be like and cuz i i i try and do this a, a few days a week you know just have meat free days or animal product free days even if people were just saying hey a couple of days a week i want to try and um you know not eat meat for this you're just um you know ridding yourself of of toxins and and trying to get a little bit a less processed food and it's got to be good
1: yeah i think it's i think it's perfectly said it just kind of flushes out the bad i'm not saying that red meat is bad or it's good or whatever but there's there's definitely more bad outside of a vegan diet than there is in a vegan diet so when you do you know change that up and you just get that flush out your body's all clear and cleansed and you you're ready to go because a lot of people that like i said when i did that china trip i come back and i just did that that vegan week to just flush my body out and refresh saying that obviously there's something behind my mind already knowing that going full vegan and plant-based diet is going to do something positive for me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I I could have done it earlier easily. Um, I've got a, a whole bunch of people that do it now or are going towards that direction as well. My, my older brother does it um, and, if, and a whole bunch of friends back home in Christchurch home and his partner. They do it quite a bit, uh, not yeah. full vegan, but they, they do take a lot of meat out of their diet. So um, yeah. yeah, head off to myself for getting people on the, on the buzz.
0: On the train. It's cool, man. I chatted with our uh, guest last week um about um mental health and sport and how i think in the states we're starting to see more real discussions around how um athletes can take better care of their mental health and sort of sharing um you know sharing things that matter and, and trying to have these real discussions um how do you think in terms of athletes in new zealand and even just talk generally on basketball do you think these sort of discussions are are out there, and and do we need to have more of them? Like, like, what's your general take on on the you know the psychology and and that sort of stuff in, in sport in New Zealand?
1: Yeah, I've, t- I've talked to a few people about about mental health and and all of that within the sports world and outside of the sports world. Um, it's a tough one for me because I I I wish I could get my the way I think out, but I can't I can't say the way that I kind of live my life and, and the way I do things. Because um, I see people that, that struggle and then you, it gets to that point where you might, you know, you have someone that you know or someone that you're close to that that takes their life because of it. Um, and you always wish that you could have reached out earlier. So I think it is definitely catching momentum. I think it could catch a whole lot more momentum on on us reaching out and making sure that our brothers and sisters and friends and family and everyone's all good. Um and I do think it's it's definitely gone in the right direction with the right people with, with massive platforms that that reach out. I think I seen I seen I seen a week or so ago Mitch Creek put a poll out on Instagram and said, "Is everyone okay?" And over half of them was they said no. So I, don't, I don't, you know obviously it's Instagram poll and you don't know who's who's being yeah. serious or not, but there's definitely going to be some in there. So I think it is a a valid point on is there being enough done if, if he can just do a simple poll like that. And the bow has a a, a decent, uh, like a really good following too. So it's yeah. it's thousands and thousands of people seeing it, and over fifty percent of them are saying no. So um, you know, I think we could do a a better job. Not that we're doing a bad job, but you know, just yeah. try try get that ball rolling a little bit more.
0: Yeah, yeah, agreed, man. Yeah, it's a it's a good conversation. I think like like the general well being around players and how they take care of their minds and their bodies. Um, you know, that's a theme that I'm I want to try and have more real chats on this podcast about, and um, and it it could be like, how are you taking care of your body? You know, are you you, um taking care of your mental health? Are you drinking enough water? Like, it'd it'd be cool to see the next batch of ballers that come through in, in New Zealand, or you know, not just ballers, but but kids that um are starting to have these these conversations and also have these real discussions around like, how do you take care of your body? You know, like, um. I don't want to see, it'd be great if, you know, we we weren't seeing our pro ballers, you know, smashing fish and chips on Instagram all the time. And I know these people are real, these are real people that, you know, like, they're not obviously always going to go and um, be just eating celery sticks for lunch, but it'd be cool to see the next um, people, the next bunch of ballers that come through, that they're more educated around their diets and around their mental health and around preparing themselves and, and just that real professionalism. Mm.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, th- I think it is going to, you know, the next generation, the next wave of kids that comes through. Because it, it, there's so many young kids now that it's affecting. Like, it, it seems to get younger and younger, as as well as all the older generation as well. So um, I think if we can get more of that younger generation on the wave and and pushing for, you know, happier, healthier lifestyles, I think it, it, it'll be a, a positive thing. Um, Not just in the basketball world or nationwide, but worldwide.
0: Yeah, I got you, yeah. Um, the next one there's obviously some disappointment around among fans when um, uh, it was announced that the Torbacks were pulled out of the Olympic qualifiers Um, how have the players come to terms with that like it was obviously pretty difficult at the time because some older guys obviously you know JK pretty well some of these older guys potentially this may have been their last chance to suit up or go to the Olympics how have the players come to terms with that
1: yeah it's a, a it was a you know a tough one to hear especially when you're I, I kind of heard it from a few of a few of my teammates. Obviously, I don't want to don't want to say too much on the topic. I think a few players have already touched on it a, a bit, but um, I mean, yes, if I was in the same position as those those guys that were you know potentially on their last run to have a go at going to the Olympics or going to the Olympics again or whatever it may be, uh, I'd I'd be pretty pissed off. Honestly, um, I've I went to the Commonwealth Games and the World Cup, and that was unreal so I can only imagine the what it would be like going to the Olympics. And it's not you know, it's every four years, so it's not every day you get to say, Oh yeah, I went to the Olympics or whatever it might be. So um to not even have a have a go at getting it. Um whatever the the reasons that they said we can't do it for it's you know it's it's a bit upsetting but um you know I can't I can't really do anything about it. I can just have my thoughts on it and um hope that I get another opportunity in the future.
0: Yeah, that's it, man. Yeah. And and I hope that, um that now we're out of COVID that we could see, you know, see Torplex back on court. And um I think it's such the tradition and um like the manner around players like you know, PC and Paulie and that the Torplex tradition is such a great one and it's such a um even the brand itself within New Zealand, it's got real tradition and history to it. Um and I hope that the team can sort of get back on track in terms of like right here are our matchups get some games and get a full strength squad together because it feels like forever since we've seen you guys out on court
1: man if i mean yeah we have we've had these discussions over the last year or so um obviously covid once again making everything a bit of a a shit storm for us um where they talk about having a date for for this tournament and then they say, oh, no, that's been cancelled. And then, oh, yeah, here's the Olympics. Oh, no, that's been pushed back. And now we're not going. And now there's there's other stuff that's coming up in the in the future. And they're talking about getting vaccines and all of this. So it's everything's just a big, you know, I get to that point where they, we might get put in a chat and then they say something and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll just wait till it actually happens. I'm just, you know, because you can't guarantee that anything's going to happen. I mean, every, everything keeps getting pushed back and dates keep changing. Um, even with the the Australian league, like even just in one country, they're having to move games just to to see fit for for wherever is a good place to play in. and you can only imagine the difference if it was on an international scale. So um, to not have any certainty with what's coming up and and getting a team back on the court, is, it's a little bit you know up in the air. But um, I just keep rocking out. We got we got a season right now. We're in New Zealand. We're we're going to concerts, we're playing in front of fans, we're going on flights, we're not wearing masks. So you got to take the good with the bad and and roll with it.
0: Yeah, well, 100%. Yeah, I think we're pretty, we're pretty blessed to have, um, to be able to have hoops here. And um, yeah, we have to wait and wait and see with the TVs. Um, I briefly saw some of the boys were getting their nails painted on their own IG. Um, Is this some new team bonding activity? And the most important question is, has it been approved by the, NBL for on court use. Oh my god! <laughs>
1: <laughs> well played, well played. Um, <laughs> Chuck- <laughs> no, so it, it's it's not a team thing. Like it's not a uh, it's not a. I just came in with the with the whole thing of it, but it started back home. Um, my brother and I were talking about. Uh, I don't know. We had some concerts or whatever, new Year, like rhythm and Alps or something like that, and we we're talking. Uh, a little bit about Lance Savali and how he you know just his swag uh, about with his whole dance swag and the the way he carries himself and got the colored hair and the painted nails and all that and we're like oh yeah that's me and I reckon the nails look cool as and then it was I was like oh yeah I'm going to a festival I was like oh I'm going to do it as well then and just it was just plain colors Um, but that's where it started from and then there was another you know I don't know 660 was in Christchurch I was like oh yeah I'll do it again and then Electric air was in Christchurch and I was like, oh, yo, I'll do it again. And then someone was like, oh, you should try to do this and that. And then I was like, yeah, sweet. And then one of my boys' um, partners, she just got this big nail kit. And she was like, oh, can I do your nails? And I was like, yeah, I'll let her do them and she did all this nail art on them. And then it was from then I was like, oh, yo, I'm going to do nail art during the season. And um, there's a lady, oh, I, we were just on Seven Sharp last night. I don't know if you've seen. <laughs> I saw um, that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Crank Up hey. So yeah, I guess Seven Sharp's seen it and then they wanted to do a little segment on it. but. um the people I stay with in, in Hawke's Bay, their, their good friend, Kate, she owns a, a beauty salon in Napier. So when I first got to Napier, I was like, oh, do you guys do nail art? And she was like, oh, no, but we can try. And I was like, oh, yeah, sweet. So have been going to her since I got here. And um, I do one hand, she does the other hand. And then, yeah, it's just it's just gone from there. Obviously, when seven Sharp hit us up, they were like, oh, can you get a few players in and we'll do some of them too? And I was like, yep, sweet. And I think uh, Reese wants me to do do his nails as well. So um it's it's starting to catch up a little bit but uh go back, uh that's that's uh from Lance, that is the, the old nail vibe.
0: Shout <laughs> out <at> Lance.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, that's that's cool bro. It's cool. It's cool, um yeah, it's cool to see you guys like just expressing yourself and just like I've loved I've loved some seeing like um you know, obviously you said your boys with um Daron and with and with Haram. It's cool to see you guys just um enjoying the season and uh obviously it's obviously not Going to be always easy playing with your mates, but um, it's cool to see you guys like yeah, you're on a road trip and yeah, you're out on trikes or whatever. It's it's just cool to see you guys just having fun and boiling, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean we we take it seriously, um, and I think I think it was Reese that said he was just like I love how we can be so not checked out but be clowning around, but as soon as as soon as that switches on, everyone's locked in and we're ready for, we're ready for business. So. Um, I think it's a good thing about our group is I did say we are all clowns and we, we get along super well and we're always joking and laughing, but um when it comes down to it we want to win and we have a goal to to win this season. So um you know you gotta take things serious when you when you have to and you gotta be able to have fun at the same time. And I think we've got a, a pretty good group that, that has a good balance of both. So uh keeps a healthy, healthy lifestyle going on in the group. Um keeps everyone on their toes as well, but uh, it's good fun.
0: Yeah, it's good, man. It's good. It's also cool to see. Um, we we spoke a little bit about it offline. Um, a little like, a bit more professionalism around, like the social media. You have to shout out Roshi and the amazing work uh, that she's been doing with the Hawks social, and then then she got the call up to do the under 19s with BBNZ. Is it? It's cool to see some teams in in the league sort of embrace an extra level of professionalism.
1: I think so. Um... Obviously, these days, social media is a big, is a massive uh, pushing point for, you know, whatever it might be game day stuff. Um, it's not like you can just go around the neighborhood and hand out flyers talking about, oh, we've got a game. Chances are people are just going to put stuff like that in the bin. And um, I think socials these days are, is the, the biggest way to, to get things out there. So um, being able to get Roshi on board uh, with us, I, I think even other teams have been taking her photos that she she takes from the games and they use them for their game day promos as well. So um That's awesome. it's awesome for her. And I'm super glad we got her on board because uh the person we had doing socials earlier, they just didn't have the time for it. You know, obviously, you know, we wish you could, you could have one person to just do uh separate jobs, but sometimes you don't have the the freedom and the the people or the budget to do all that. So we're pretty lucky to get Roshi on board and, and pump that out and awesome opportunity for her to do that. The tournament she's just, she's just got back from. So we seen her yesterday and she loved it. So, uh, we're glad we've got her back on on Hooks Bay uh grounds so she can get back in uh, our practices and get the camera up for all the boys again.
0: Yeah, it's that's it, it's awesome, man. Um I hit you with a couple other curly ones. Uh, when you go away on um on roadies and that, um who's the who's been a, a teammate that's been the worst one to um to, to room with?
1: <laughs> it's it's Having uh played in the league a little bit now and being the captain of the team, I, I get freedom to always have we kind of choose who we want, so I've, i always get yeah. Darone. Um I'm it was a it was like oh own home, Daron home. But Daron <laughs> and, and I when we were tall blacks we were trying to room together. Uh when we were breakers development together, we were rooming together. So um that was an easy one for me. So Daran and I always we always we've been rooming the whole time so far. Um I don't know. I haven't heard, I haven't heard too many uh, bad habits or, or anything like that um, yet. But I'm sure there is, I'm sure there is a couple. I'm sure there's a few snorers in the team. I'm not sure who they are. Right. <laughs> Lucky, if Doreen sleeps on his back, Doreen is snoring. <laughs> but he, yeah, Daron loves a nap too. He yeah, he falls asleep in like five seconds, that dude. He can sleep so easy.
0: Yeah, that's a skill, man. Uh, like people that are able to just like sleep on planes like they're, they're just sleeping in the car. That's like a, that's a goat skill. I Yeah. Feel did like you see,
1: that. did you see Brooke Rusko's socials? He always, he always uh, gets videos and pictures of Dante and he apparently, he just falls asleep everywhere. And he was talking about <laughs> like, this is for real a skill.
0: Shout out to Akiva Griffin as well. There's another kid there who you just like, these young, these young bucks must be made differently. Um, or maybe <laughs> they're still growing or something. You can just, you can just fall asleep whenever. Um, yeah, no, it's a skill for cool. sure. <laughs> um, We've um we've had a really good chat, man, and um um I'm gonna let you carry on with your day, but I really appreciate you you jumping in. Um, it's been cool to see the Hawks um and yourself back in the league, and um and yeah, obviously expanded league this year, and um you know there's been some blowouts and um, some interesting storylines, but you guys have started the season pretty well, and um
1: yeah, it's, it's been it's been pretty awesome. Yeah, no. Thanks for having me, brother. Uh, we're we're pretty excited for the rest of the season. Obviously, we don't think we've scratched the potential yet with what we've got. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun seeing how the rest of it plays out. Um, I think there's gonna be a close uh, a few a few teams close at the end. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. But we're ready for whatever challenges come our way.
0: Awesome. I appreciate you, man. Um, you go and have a good day. And
1: um, yeah, we'll talk soon. Thanks, brother.